0: Hello and welcome to the doo Dudes Football Podcast. I'm your host Ryan Falsfer alongside Wyatt Fairman. Ryan, it's Christmas. It is Christmas. Merry Christmas, Ryan. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to everyone listening. Not that I 100% know when we're actually going to get this episode out, but literally it'll... like
1: later tonight. I'm I'm sticking with it, Ryan. I'm editing. I am putting it together. It'll be out by early morning.
0: Alright, well then you guys will be seeing this about Boxing Day, but as far as I'm let's be real. Christmas goes from like the twenty first to the twenty seventh. That is Christmas.
1: Unless you're an American woman in her fifties and it goes from the first day of November to the last day of January.
0: Don't don't worry, those people exist in Canada. They they, they do? Oh yeah, no. There's uh great great friends of mine. I love them. They're space family to me. They've had their tree up since like the day, like, two two or three days after Remembrance Day, I think. It was, like, uh, probably like a week after Remembrance Day, so, like, November 20th.
1: Okay, okay, so females, answer a question for the two dudes, because, you know, we're guys. We're
0: not that smart, right, Ryan? I don't know where you're going with this, because I don't think we ever discussed that this was a female thing, but keep going. That's what I'm asking. Is it a female thing? Because
1: I, I hinted at it earlier, because the American stereotype is, you know, Women that are middle-aged America just celebrate Christmas for half of the year. But is that just like an overarching thing with y'all? Like, we just want to better understand because we give out sports information. That's the limit of our IQ, at least mine.
0: Listen, if I mean, my, I like to think my IQ is pretty large and that my ego is very contained and small. Uh, that one's a lie. But if there's one thing I don't know, it's anything about women. So you are going to have to clue me in here right right right
1: i i I do have a girlfriend which is new but yes i do um actually i think last time we recorded i still had a girlfriend but (laughs) yes same girlfriend
0: i i haven't lost her somehow miracles do happen yeah i don't think you mentioned it on the last one but i think i think you were dating her then if i remember correctly Mm -hmm.
1: yeah fun times um all that to say do you want to talk shop for for a bit instead of talking about women Yeah, I mean, that's probably something I'll be able to talk a little
0: (laughs) more about, so I think I'm all right with this.
1: We are heading into week 16 of the football season, a little over three quarters of the way through, and we have some twists and turns that have occurred since our last episode in week 12. Ryan, what's one thing that sticks out to you?
0: Well, the one thing that sticks out to me, if I've got to be entirely honest with you, is the simple idea... That Tom Brady is bad and overrated and sucks. Why did you do it?
1: Because he couldn't... What, not, no, no, no. You're, you're not even worthy of finishing that point. You tempted the curse yet again. It is people like you that Tom Brady keeps winning. It's because of you. It's because of those doubters. Have you not seen men in the arena? Have you not seen that time they played the Eagles? Jalen
0: Hurts? Nope. Shh. Not that Eagles team. Oh, the Super Bowl team? The Super Bowl team. Although yeah, well, I more people that, doubted I, the Eagles than the Patriots. I said I also hate the Eagles more than the Patriots, so it's not even like a good argument for me to bring up. It still makes me sad. Yeah, and <laughs> you like lost the right to make that point. I'm just saying. Oh, that's exactly why I made it, because I have one shot to make that chance. One
1: opportunity. And yeah. you missed. All
0: right. So week 16
1: coming up. I'm interrupting Ryan before he says something else foolish along the lines of Tom Brady sucks, which he doesn't Uh, football gods. Please don't punish us anyways. So we have a long list of teams that are playing, but we also have a few teams that have already played three games already in the books to be exact. Ryan, did you
0: get to see any of them? Um, I was able to follow a little bit of the Packers game. I didn't get to watch any of them, you know, for the two that went on today slash yesterday because it's midnight at my time, but I didn't, you know, I was with my family, so I didn't really get a chance to, but I kept up with them pretty well.
1: Yeah, um, I'll watch the entirety of that game. Let me just tell you, uh, the Packers did not win. The Browns lost. That's what it was. But in, in all seriousness, it, it wasn't as obvious or as important. Well, you could, Browns fans would argue it was important. There was a call, or rather a no call in that game, that was very reminiscent of the Rams-Saints call a couple of years back.
0: I wouldn't go that far, but it was still a pretty bad call.
1: Pretty bad no call. And here's the thing. People argue that the throw may have been tipped, leading to no P.I., Even if that's the case, the actual penalty was a Browns receiver being held and held so much that Green Bay was able to come from behind the receiver to in front of the receiver and pick the ball. And that's what sealed the game for Green Bay. It ended up being a 24-22 final score, and the Browns were marching down for a game-winning field goal.
0: No, I'm not sure of the specific rule here, so you can kind of update me if you know. The It's only not P.I. if the receiver doesn't have a chance to catch it, correct? Like It doesn't matter if it's deflected if the receiver can still catch it, or am I wrong? Um, I think if the ball is tipped on the
1: way, it is automatically, you can basically body slam them if you want to.
0: I'm going to look that up because if that is true, that is the stupidest rule I've ever heard. Right. That, that would be the dumbest rule I've ever heard, so I'm going to check on that quickly. So you can keep going. No, that's what I'm seeing. That, that is garbage. It is. Yeah. Welcome to the NFL. I've ever heard.
1: I can't wait for the USFL to only work for two weeks, but still already be a letter, a better league than the NFL. Um, Yeah. So we have a lot of stuff to to, uh, cover in today's episode, even though I think we're going to try and keep this one more brief than one's in the past because our last episode was about an hour and a half long and Wyatt's tired, and so is Ryan. But we want to just keep you all in the loop about things that are going on. Final scores from today, the Browns did end up losing to the Packers 24-22. to The Browns 7-8, and putting themselves in a terrible spot, also known as last place in the AFC North. And the Packers really... Planning their flag down as the number one seed of the NFC. The Colts took on the Cardinals in Arizona and came out with a win to improve to nine and six and to remind the Titans that they're not gone just yet. The Cardinals, however, 10 and five, have lost four of the last five. Ryan?
0: Their style of play was always a little worrying. Like, I was never sold on them to win the Super Bowl or anything, but like. I figured that they wouldn't pull a Pittsburgh Steelers on us. Like well, I, I don't know what's happened here.
1: When we get to a new segment, which you don't know about because I love surprising you called Fairman's breakdown. You're going to realize that I have some very interesting takes that will come back to bite me.
0: Why would you, why would you open yourself up to this?
1: Because I think it's important that you, and not just you, but the, the listeners see just how many different directions this playoff situation can go. It's crazy right now.
0: All right. I'm 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 curious what you have planned because again, mm-hmm. I think we've discussed this before. He doesn't tell me anything. I don't know yeah. anything when I walk on this show. He's he's dropped things on this show that I have heard and just went, Wait, what? There there have been segments he's announced things I didn't even know existed. Like he loves doing it. <laughs> And to be honest, I'm fine with it.
1: It's nothing like ground shaking most of the time. Um, So I'm going to try and be a better podcast co-host and keep him in the scoop as well. But it's fun. Sometimes it's fun to listen to him worry. That being said, there was another game played on Thursday night between the previously mentioned Titans who are now 10 and five. So they have a 10 win season automatically better than those nine and seven seasons of Titans pass. Congratulations, Titans fans. You did it once again, over a nine-win season. Incredible. Um, as for the 49ers, who were really on a hot streak, Ryan, were they not?
0: They were, but we've been reminded that they're very flawed.
1: Maybe. I think, really, if you wanted to blame that game on Jimmy Garoppolo, I think you have an argument for that. Final score, 20-17 to 17 in Nashville. Titans improve and are still the kings of the AFC South. Took me a minute, but AFC South without Derrick Henry, who may be returning for playoff time. That being said, those are the games that we can't predict on. There are no teams on a bye week this week, so Ryan... Do you want to get into it
0: or talk about last week's some? That is a good question. Do we do we have time to talk about all of last week's games, though? I don't think we do. I think it's probably
1: in our best interest to talk about last week as we're talking about the teams for this week. Okay, I'm down with that. Um, I think, honestly, if it's okay with you, we maybe should just start out with the game that we care about the most.
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: And get it out, of, out, of, out in the open and stuff. Uh, Pittsburgh at
0: Kansas City. How you doing, Ryan? The Pittsburgh Steelers are a very frustrating organization. And I don't say that because of games like the Vikings game, although that game was very frustrating. But the Pittsburgh Steelers took the Tennessee Titans in and, you know, again, not a great start, but managed to somehow drop the hurt on them make a comeback thanks to one of the most gutsy defensive performances I've seen from a team in a long time. That is the Pittsburgh Steelers that this team can be. You know what you wouldn't talk about from that game? Their offense. Because that's the Pittsburgh Steelers teams that we've all come to know at this point. It's a huge win, and they've done a great job keeping themselves alive in the playoff race. I mean, just some of the individual plays in that Titans game. I assume you watched it, yeah? Yeah. Like, that final stand, the fumble, I mean, you could go on and on Joe Schobert with the interception. Like, it's just, time and time again, that team continued to make the plays that they could have been making all year. And that gives me some level of confidence that if they can take down the Titans, that this team can theoretically walk into any good team's stadium, or vice versa, they can walk into theirs, and have a great chance at winning, but they also have an equally existent chance of embarrassing themselves. And you never know which one you're going to get with this team, and it keeps it very colorful. Are you ready for me yet? I'm ready for you.
1: I think you're slightly delusional. One of the gutsiest defensive performances ever. Um,
0: in a while. In a while. not Not ever. In a while.
1: This Titans team almost managed to beat a playoff contender with Ryan Tannehill, who doesn't have A.J. Brown or Julio Jones. Okay, well, what about the check down option? Derrick Henry's been out for a while. So a team with no run game, barely an air game, and their quarterback is the former Dolphins quarterback, which should say enough had the lead on y'all for the majority of the game, and you barely squeaked by them in your own stadium?
0: Hold on. Do not put that disrespect on Dante Foreman. That guy is a heck of a player. He really impressed me. No, no, you're absolutely right. He's an
1: amazing player when he plays a team with no wide receivers an injured star running back and
0: no quarterback. Like... But that's... why, why was I hearing all this talk from Titans fans that Tannehill was a top five quarterback? Uh, I- we've both been talking about that this year. Have you seen Tannehill? Not beyond this game, no.
1: <laughs> no. His quarterback rating has dropped dramatically. Now, Titans fans may be arguing that, you know, he didn't have A.J. Brown. He didn't have Julio Jones. Where's Julio Jones been this entire season? We don't know. He's nowhere to be found. A.J. Brown basically treating him like a, his little brother at this point.
0: Julio yeah, has good as he.
1: No, no, he's been dead quiet. Dead quiet. Um, so for you to get that confidence from being the Titans, yay. But not really. It's a gutsy defensive performance against a team
0: that doesn't have an offense. And their defense still held you to under 20 points. Well, the again the offense we know the offense is bad. There's no there's no doubt about that. But your argument is okay. They're missing Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and AJ Brown, right? So that's your argument of why. It's game Henry's been out for half the year now, and they've kept rolling without him. So take that for what you will. They still- have have they though? They were I- the one seed in the AFC two weeks ago. Yeah, and they were the ones they held the one seat for several weeks after he went down. Did they? Yeah, and, and
1: now they're a five loss team with 10 wins right in the thick of it with other wild card
0: teams. Yeah, and we were one of those losses. But you, your, your argument is two of the three players almost don't matter in a way. Losing Julio, not ideal. The guy hasn't been good.
1: Okay, but think about it. This is still the same Julio Jones that had the incredible toe tap catch in, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they lost the Super Bowl. I'm not talking about that. But if A.J. Brown is hurt, Hmm. you no longer have Corey Davis, Titans fans. You have the flashier, shinier Julio Jones. I would want that guy to be my wide receiver too. I would take that any day. Yeah, he's been quote-unquote non-existent, but he's also not had the chance to exist if you catch my drift. This is still a star wide receiver trapped in a mediocre wide receiver's season. Can I make a counter-argument?
0: I know you're going to have it. The best receivers make their opportunities. Stefan Diggs made his opportunities under Adam Phelan as the number two guy. And then he got to become the number one guy afterwards because he did so well. C.D. Lamb was the number two guy, number three guy behind Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, and now he's totally the number one guy. No, you're exactly right, and A.J. Brown was the number two guy
1: under Julio Jones, and now he's the number one guy. What? Or was he? Or was he not the number one going into it? Well, you would think he would be, but okay, make your pick. A.J. Brown, a third-year receiver, very young, and kind of on and off from the season before, compared to Julio Jones heading into this season,
0: who would your number one guy be? To be honest, hard question to answer right now without having a risk of recency bias. Right now, sure, but heading into the season,
1: blindly, having the expectations of Julio Jones and the uncertainty of A.J. Brown, it's Julio Jones all day. You want to talk about making opportunities, well, this Titans team is making an opportunity every single time they step onto the field. It's just really hard to live up to their own standards when they don't have the right people. Mike Vrabel has designed an entire offense for his Titans that revolves around Tannehill being able to efficiently use the play-action scenario to get Derrick Henry the ball, to give H.A. Brown the ball, to give Julio Jones the medium to deep routes. This is a perfect play design when the offense is healthy. Now you're relying on a defense that is, when you think about it, theoretically top five in the league. But, the Titans. yeah, the Titans' defense, when healthy,
0: seems like a little bit of a stretch. But go on, Bill. Who would you put in front of them? Because I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Pittsburghs. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I would probably put Pittsburghs. Let me pull up. Let me see if I can find some stats on who's been the most efficient defense so far. Um. I definitely just spelled efficient wrong, but that's fine. Yeah, it's
1: F F I C I, not F I S H.
0: All right. Let's see let's see some stats we can find here. Let's see who comes up. Cause I I'm honestly very curious because I, I don't do a whole lot of the number breakdown like this for the sport for this sport, so um Okay, we're okay. This is kind of weirdly formatted.
1: Da, 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 da. I can't get copyrighted. Sorry. Can't do that. Um.
0: Okay. Jeopardy's so, going to sue us. Okay. I think I'm close to having this ready. So this is via uh, sharpfootballanalysis.com. I have pulled up the pass success rates and the run success rate. This is offense or defense. I'm so what am I looking at here? I can't tell. Hold well, on. We're going to.
1: While you figure that out, I'm going to talk about the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, Kansas City, 10-4, and four, got the gutsy win against the Los Angeles Chargers. Honestly, I don't even count that as a win. It's honestly a coin flip. That's literally what it came down to. Both offenses were rolling. Kansas City got the coin flip in overtime. So, of course, they get the ball first, and they score to win. I'm not to take away the effort by any team, including the Chiefs, because it was a fantastic game to watch. But, man, it absolutely, just as easily as we want it, could have been a loss. So credit to Justin Herbert and what they're doing in Los Angeles. That was a great game. Now the Chiefs got a little help from their friends. If you look at the conference standings for the AFC, Ryan, not that crazy wild card group, but what do you know about the top four teams?
0: Top four teams in the AFC. Let me quickly pull up the standings here because I had closed them to look at my research. Uh, those are... Those are some pretty interesting teams right there.
1: Yeah, we're not even going to consider Cincinnati yet. Um, top three, Kansas City won Titans 10-5, Patriots 9-5, and five. which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Um, the Titans lost to the Steelers, correct? That is correct. You can argue about, oh, they lost for this reason, that reason, whatever, the moral of the story is they lost. There's nothing you can do about that. The Patriots lost to the red hot Indianapolis Colts. And now they're nine and five.
0: You're now, with me. They're now nine and six,
1: right? With their No, because uh they've not played their week sixteen game
0: yet, and the Titans have. Huh. Showing that, they're showing them as nine and six on this for some reason. Kinda of weird. Whatever. Mm. Keep going. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's
1: nine and five because that would be fourteen games and not fifteen. The Wait. Patriots have Are you talking about the Colts or the Patriots? Oh, you're
0: talking about the Patriots. Oh, okay, yes. The, the Patriots.
1: Patriots. Okay. Yeah, the Patriots are nine and five. Yes. The Patriots lost. The Titans lost. And all of a sudden, the Chiefs, red hot seven game win streak. From three and four to ten and four, are the number one seed in the AFC. If the playoffs are to begin today, the Chiefs would have the number one seed.
0: Although I don't know if a buy is the right thing for them with how hot they've been. What do you mean? Like you almost want to keep playing with 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 the streak that they've built. I'd be worried about it, like throwing off the team a little bit. But that might just be me. Well, actually, that's exactly
1: what I was thinking about, too, except for one thing. The year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl,
0: do you know what seed they were? I'm assuming that they were probably the one seed based on where you're going with this. They were actually the second behind guess who. Behind whom, I wonder, when they could have won, could it have been? Oh, actually, who would it have been that year? Because it wouldn't have been the Patriots because they played in the wild card game and lost. Ooh. Who would have been the number one seed in the AFC that year? I have no idea. The Ravens.
1: Oh, that's right. Ravens 14 and 2, Cinderella team. The Titans come in, beat the Patriots, beat the Ravens, cannot beat the Chiefs, and they get to go to the Super Bowl. That being said, there was an interesting rule. That is still in existence today, of course. But the Chiefs got a bye that year because it was the last season where both, team, both top two teams got a bye. So the Titans would beat up all the other teams that could possibly threaten the Chiefs, and the Chiefs beat up the Titans. But they got that one week's rest. There's one thing to consider about this Chiefs team. Andy Reid is scary good after a bye week have you seen those stats i don't quite know what it is off the top of my head but he is very good after a bye week okay and so yeah i i worry about that streak you know being halted but i think there'd be more they'd be more concerned with who they're playing rather than how they're going to play because who they play will mold how they play all that to say, that's way off in the future. It's not confirmed that they're going to get the one seed by any means. A Titans win certainly did not help. The Patriots are looking to win this week as well. We've got to get down to predictions if we're going to start this off. Chiefs hosting the Steelers. Steelers, 7-6-1, barely clinging to life in the wildcard race. And the Chiefs, safely but not soundly, the number one seed of the AFC looking for a first round by Ryan.
0: Who's me, the answer is very easy. The answer is ridiculously easy. The Kansas City Chiefs this game. Because of the one simple fact, this Pittsburgh team doesn't know how clocks work, and they always show up to the game an hour or two late. They don't know how to start on time. And it's incredibly frustrating. It feels like every game, this team fails to show up at the start. And there are teams that you can get away with that against. You can get away when you're dealing with a banged-up Titans team. You can pull that off if your defense has a good game. That's fine. Heck, you can pull it off against the Vikings almost, because they're the Vikings, and they can't have happiness without, you know, pain to go with it. You're not pulling it off against Kansas City. If you do not show up to this game on time, you are going to be obliterated. And I have no reason to believe the Steelers are going to show up on time, because they haven't done it in weeks. Give me Kansas City.
1: For hindsight, y'all, Ryan, last time we predicted went eleven and four for fifteen games. That's really, really good. I
0: went eight and seven. <laughs> That's not bad though. You're about five hundred.
1: Well, yeah but no like i would much rather have been you know 12 and 3 11 and 4 yeah it makes sense um, that being said we're going to start off with this first prediction we talked about these teams that affect our two teams more than any other pairing if you will because that's our favorite teams it's my chiefs versus his steelers and ryan <laughs> ryan changed his anchor name to the steelers one question mark that's funny that being said i'm going to make my prediction that we're going to go into our first commercial break thank you all so much for listening i got the chiefs blowing out the steelers not because of bias but just because of look at the two teams it's setting up to be a blowout wow i see how it is yeah sorry um that being said we both picked the chiefs it hurts ryan to do so but he also cares about this predicting game if you will we're going to go into our first break and we'll be back in a second. And welcome back. You've heard enough about our favorite teams and the things that affect them. We may have talked more about the Titans than either of those teams, which is kind of weird. That being said, we still have many other games to discuss and to get into Ryan speed round: Rams at Vikings.
0: Give me the Rams. I think the Vikings are going to keep the game close, but I don't really think there's a whole lot here for the Rams to do, or for the Vikings to do. They're just not good enough. No, I absolutely agree. The Vikings are very
1: good at keeping games close, but the Rams are just way too good, and also on a slight hot streak of their own. Um, Also, keep in mind that the Cardinals just lost to the Colts, which is actually really, really important, and we'll get to that in a second. But that moves the Cardinals to a five-loss team. The Rams are... 10 and 4. So they win. They're on top of the NFC West all of a sudden. Um, So Rams 10 and 4, looking to be 11 and 4. Vikings hoping to be 8 and 7. Bills at Patriots, maybe not as easy a pick as some people think. Ryan.
0: I'm going with the Patriots. This just feels like exactly the type of game Bill Belichick wants. And I'm a little concerned about this Bills team. I'm taking the Patriots, yeah,
1: I absolutely have to agree there. Um, it's an easy pick. This Bills team is struggling. They're kind of sad to watch too, because you know this is a very talented team AFC championship last year, almost a similar story as the Browns fans thought their team were going was going to be like amazing and they just weren't. Also, what is wrong with my English today, Ryan? Have you noticed that? Not really, to be honest. But it's struggling. I, I can't. I can't talk.
0: I just that. <sighs> that's because you mentioned it. So do what? I noticed you messed up that time, but it's only because you mentioned it. So
1: yeah, yeah, okay. Uh Giants at Eagles, Ryan. Who you got?
0: Eagles. Eagles are in a little bit of a role. I don't even know who's in quarterback for the Giants. I, I guess it's Jake Fromm, probably. Who, to be fair, actually had a decent showing against Dallas in the one shot he got, but this Eagles team seems to be on a bit of a roll. They actually might make the playoffs because that's how sad the NFC is. Give me Eagles.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. Eagles, Eagles looking to improve to eight and seven. The Giants in another mediocre year are four and ten as of now. Buccaneers at Panthers. Panthers five and nine. Buccaneers ten and four. Give me the Bucks.
0: Yeah, listen, man, I I love to play the upset card on you once in a while. I cannot play it here.
1: No, and we – yeah, you're exactly right. We have the same picks thus far. Buccaneers looking to clinch their division, which they had a chance to last week and fell just short due to the Saints.
0: Great defensive performance by them, by the way.
1: Yeah, especially with a very weird quarterback situation, but an even weirder one this week, which makes – uh, one game prediction, very interesting, but we're not quite there
0: just yet. Before, um, we, before we move on, I just want to say, why did the Bucks sign Le'Veon Bell? Why did they have to make me hate them more than I already do? that That's all I've got. I, I don't even know what else to say. I'm just upset. Uh, breaking news, Ben Roethlisberger just got
1: traded to Tampa Bay.
0: Good, man. Let's put Dwayne in. Let's go. Dwayne Haskell, let's go.
1: The Tampa Bay Steelers, close, but not quite. Um, anywho, Jaguars taking on the Jets. But keep in mind, and this is where our first <clears throat> news break actually comes in. The Jaguars are Urban Meyer-less. Oh, yeah, I guess we wouldn't have talked about that on the show yet, would we? No. Urban Meyer, all sorts of accusations against him from calling his coaching staff losers, to the final blow quite literally he kicked his own kicker there's some irony but still that being said he got the axe at midnight good riddance good riddance indeed the jaguars are 12 and 2 the jets are 3 and 11 i got the jets i like their performance last week i think zach wilson is doing the best he can but this could still be a five-win Jets team, all things considered. Not not horrible given their seasons uh, thus far. I like Robert Sala a lot,
0: especially as the season goes on. I got the Jets. I would love to disagree with you, man. So we don't have the same picks through and through, but I'm a hundred percent with you again. I just there are certain teams that I think having the weight of Urban Meyer off their shoulder could rah-rah them to an inspiring victory. Jacksonville just doesn't have the talent, man. They just don't. And it's not even like a situation where I go, ah, well, the quarterback. No, man, Trevor has not been good this year, and it's not his fault. I'm not holding them to it. But I can't even, like, there's not a single part of that team I look at and go, ah, well, that's that's the Rex factor. Maybe James Robinson if they use him, I guess?
1: Yeah, but Urban Meyer basically benched James, James Robinson, which Trevor Lawrence was very upset about and very adamantly defending his running back. Rightly so, but still...
0: Can I also? That makes the Travis NDN pick look so much worse. The fact that despite Hall, like drafting him to be Trevor's guy, Trevor's still standing up for the other guy. Well, Travis Etienne's out for the season. It doesn't matter. But he's going to be back next year. And it seems like Trevor's got his guy in Robinson, as he should, because. No. no it's basically a running back tandem it's like
1: what nick chubb and kareem hunt once were i don't see that to be a problem at all personally
0: i don't see it to be a problem if you didn't use a first round pick on it you know what i mean
1: maybe but still you know travis Etienne, uh trevor lawrence's uh college teammate and now nfl teammate we're going to see what happens because i do think the jags have potential talent They just need someone who knows how to put it together without getting a headache. Sorry, Urban Meyer. Um, That being said, before we move on from the Jags, you know who might be more interesting than Urban Meyer? I don't know where this is going. Who who will be more interesting? Let's try his daughter. I don't know her name. And please, we are not spreading hate here. But I saw where she went on a rant defending her dad and uh, saying that the media is looking for reasons to hate him. And honestly, there's the potential for a point
0: there. If you find that, can you send me that? Cause I didn't even know he had a daughter to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She was adamantly defending him. I, was, I think it was on Instagram and you know, I don't agree with what urban Meyer did by any means, but she does have a point about the way the media represents different figures in the sports world. And it's kind of interesting. It, the bottom line is, I think Urban Meyer deserved to be fired. So I disagree with her on that. Obviously, she's going to have bias because she's his daughter, but mm. kind of a very intellectual argument at the same time. So credit there. Um, if you can read through the bias, it was kind of intellectual. Um, that being said, Jets, Jaguars, we spent way too much time talking about that already. But I think we're going to disagree on this pick. Ryan, who do you have between the Lions? At the
0: Falcons. I think we're going to have the same pick. I'm going Lions. You're going Lions? Going Lions. Listen, I have said from the start, I don't know what Atlanta's doing. I have said from the start that their direction makes no sense. Matt and Ryan is getting older. You know, their weapons haven't really panned out. Besides, I mean, let's be real. I mean, the decision to draft a tight end. Did not make sense at the time. It made no sense at the time, actually. However, it looks even worse right now because he still hasn't been that good. Kyle Pitts hasn't been that good. He's been all right. I know he's in the Pro Bowl, but who cares about that? It doesn't mean anything. So I just don't like what that team has to offer on the other side of the ball. And the Lions are a motivated squad. Give me Detroit.
1: Uh, well, I have the lions too, (laughs) but I don't like it. And the reason I don't like it is because of two people, Kyle Pitts and Deandre Swift.
0: Yeah. I, I forget about Deandre Swift.
1: Yeah. He's playing
0: this week. So why don't you like it? Because he's playing.
1: Because he's questionable. And fantasy owners may remember whenever he suddenly went from questionable to doubtful to out like two minutes before the game started a few weeks ago. I know I remember it. I lost because of that.
0: Hmm. That's why I don't play fantasy.
1: All things considered though, here's a fun fact for you. You ready Ryan? Buckle up. This is a good one.
0: I'm always ready for fun facts. Hit me.
1: And this is actually the main reason I picked the Lions. Atlanta The Falcons, they have more wins in a different continent this season than they do
0: at home. The Atlanta Braves played an entire season and won a World Series since the Falcons' last won at home. It's probably one of my favorite stats of all time because it's so dumb. The Falcons are
1: 0-5 zero dash
0: five
1: at mercedes benz dome not There's... dome it's a stadium but
0: i i was kind of like in my head trying to figure out if it was a dome but i didn't know well it, it's an it's
1: it's kind of a dome that that could be a debate in of itself it's a very nice facility though i've been there um that being said the falcons are six and eight still yet to win a game at home they're 0 and five this season, they went to London and won. Before they went to Atlanta and won.
0: How do you do that? I, like, how, like genuinely, how do they do that? Falcons going to Falcon? I don't know.
1: Um, they're five and three on the road, but unfortunately, they're playing at home. And I like Kyle Pitts a lot, so it makes the decision hard. But I gotta give it to the Falcons.
0: I'm not, and, uh, lions, lions. Sorry, sorry. I, I I knew what you meant. I I'm still not sold on Pitts, man. He hasn't done anything to make me feel confident in him.
1: I mean, his quarterback's Matt Ryan, and I'm not sold on him right now because he's you know he's getting there. That's fair. He's he's definitely getting older, so I see that argument. Um, this should be an easy pick: Chargers at Texans. Who you got?
0: Chargers. So Chargers. Talking about it.
1: Um, a more interesting one, Ravens at Bengals. Keep in mind, before you make any decision, the Ravens are on their third string quarterback
0: this not week. Not They're still not sure Lamar won't play. They, he might be in. But are you getting full Lamar? I'm not going to lie. I was kind of leading Bengals before you reminded me of that fact. I'm taking the Bengals, man. As weird as this might sound, the Bengals might be the most like basic sound team in that division. I actually agree, because they have
1: a more complete team than anyone else.
0: Yeah, it's like every single team has a flaw, although I can't really figure out what the Ravens' flaw is, to be honest. I've been trying, but I genuinely don't know what their problem is.
1: Wide receiver.
0: I think it goes deeper than that. That, that definitely is one, but I think there's more
1: wide receiver. Um, Mark Andrews isn't as great as he was in seasons past. And also Lamar's accuracy hasn't been as fantastic. And so the run game is getting a little bit more, you know, picked up on by defenses. Um, that's just my analysis. It's kind of a similar thing with the chiefs and why their offense has seemed a little bit weird at times.
0: Um, that's
1: my analysis. This is in Cincinnati, by the way.
0: Honestly, I, I don't worry too much about home and away games unless there's a clear like reason to. So I'm not too sweating where it is, but I, I think it's Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Cincinnati is going to win this game, but I think if we're talking about weaknesses, the Bengals' weakness, this sounds very weird, but I think it also will make sense, so bear with me. I think the Bengals' weakness might be that they're the Bengals.
0: My answer was going to be talent, but your thing works too.
1: Well, it's the same thing because yeah. they have a complete team. They have all the pieces, but it's the it's the caliber of those pieces. You know, you look at this team and it fits and it works. But to what level of success Bengals going to bingle? They're 8 and 6. I think they're gonna beat the Ravens and be nine and six and all but clinch the division. But still, it's kind of crazy. And I say they're gonna all but clinch the division if they win. Let's keep a few things in mind. One, both teams are eight and six. If you're looking at this AFC, it's North Division. Yeah, it's all separated by by a game, technically speaking. No longer with the Browns, who are 7-8, and but before today's game, the entire division, all four teams were separated by one game, Ryan.
0: It's a testament to competition.
1: And what's most telling to me about this Bengals team is they know how to win within the division. They have the best division record, and that's why they're the number one seed. They've beaten the Ravens before. I think.
0: I believe so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're 3-1 and within the division. That's pretty good. That's pretty darn good. Joe Burrow and basically his entire team stayed healthy, and Burrow says it's because they're in Cincinnati and there's nothing to do where you can get COVID in Cincinnati, which is kind of funny. Um, It's a really interesting team to look at. I still think they're a first-round exit, but it's an interesting team.
0: Also, in case you're curious, the Browns were the one team to beat the Bengals in the division. Browns took them down 41-16.
1: Yeah, when they had all their pieces and were looking really good. And that's actually a loss that I think the Bengals really needed. needed. Um, all that to say, Baltimore is 5-6. and six. Five. Ha- I can't talk again. The Bengals have won five of six games against the Ravens. Wait, what am I saying?
0: I have no idea. I'm trying to figure that out myself. Okay. Baltimore, the Ravens. Correct. Out of the past six
1: meetings with Cincinnati, they've won five of them. Not this year. Okay. And I think it stays that way. I think Cincinnati sweeps them. Uh, Bears
0: at Seattle. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Who's watching that game? Give me, give me Seattle. I'm pretty sure they're starting Nick Foles. Actually, now that I think about it, give me Seattle. <laughs> you ever wish they could just cancel a game, just decide not to play it? Because, like, at least, at least Jets and Jaguars holds the potential to just be a clown show. I don't even think these teams are capable of doing that. I think Wyatt fell asleep. I pick the
1: Seahawks unconvincingly.
0: I know. Like I I say it, and I'm like confident in the Bears losing, but I'm also so unconfident in the Seahawks winning (laughs) that I don't know what to do.
1: I know what to do. Move on to the next pick. Broncos, Raiders, in Las Vegas. Oh,
0: Broncos. 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 Broncos have been doing pretty good lately.
1: This is absolutely so weird. We, we are never this in sync with our picks, but we, we got
0: to be honest with y'all. Yeah, we, like, we don't plan these beforehand. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't know about you, Wyatt. I don't know how you do it. I do them in the moment. Like, oh, I do too. I say, I literally, like, you tell them to me, and my brain just goes, oh, what do we want, what do we want, what do we want, and I just come up with something. There's yeah, no I, communication between us whatsoever.
1: No, it, it, I think it's more pure that way, honestly. Um, football team
0: at Dallas. Da. Oh, yeah, that game happened, like, two weeks ago. I was like, wait a minute, didn't we do this? But, no, I'm taking Dallas.
1: Yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to win this one as well. Monday night football.
0: You ready for this matchup? I'm ready for this
1: matchup. The last pick, by the way. Are we getting the entire same pick? Oh, God. All right, who we got? The Dolphins
0: at New Orleans. Oh, Dolphins. No question. I don't even need to think about that. Give me the Dolphins. No offense, New Orleans. Like, sorry, boys, but give me the Dolphins. I feel like you're 100% picking New Orleans, aren't you? i got the dolphins okay look at us go we are perfectly in sync and just to be clear just to be clear if we're in sync i'm gonna be justin timberlake i don't care which member you are i'm jt
1: well i'm a fan of the old adage if you can't beat them join them so i made sure to pick all of your teams um that being said i actually genuinely would have picked all those teams i i did like My picks were your picks in this case. It doesn't help that we had three other games that have been played, but keep this in mind, Ryan. I did the NFL challenge earlier. So, okay, we say we do this spontaneously. I picked the same picks I just gave to you doing this thing on the NFL where I, like, pick who's going to win the games and hopefully get, you know, a prize or whatever. Um, I picked the Colts, Packers, and Titans.
0: I would have taken Titans and Packers. I don't know who I would have taken for the Colts game.
1: Well, it was a six point game, but it was not a six point game. The Cardinals really weren't even close to the Colts level. Um,
0: There we have it. This is so weird. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, there's not even like that competitive edge. It's just like, well, cool. We, we,
1: we root for the teams we picked and I'll be texting you this weekend being like, Hey, we did this. We did that. Um, that being said, before we get into the new segment that I wanted to tell you about, um, which I already forgot what I called it because I named it in the moment, but what?
0: oh, what what was it? Was it? I think
1: it's Fairman's breakdown or something.
0: Fairman's something. I said I couldn't remember his first last name, but I think it was your last name. Fairman's, Fairman's breakdown, Fairman's analysis. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into that, let's talk about the two dudes for just a second and what we discussed leading into the podcast. Um a shout out to anchor because their program means that we can monetize this. And even if we get paid like two cents based off listeners, we'll be able to split that half and half between me and Ryan. Uh, Like, it doesn't matter if you have one listener or 100, we don't, we don't care. We just do this for fun. It's a hobby for us. It's a great opportunity for us to talk about sports and to just sit back, laugh, have some fun. And uh, we really appreciate everyone who listens. So that being said, uh, we are, going to start branding the two dudes a little bit more than we have in times past. And I know we've said that fallen short of that a few times in some instances. Um, I think we're still thinking about doing um, a baseball recap thing. I'm not entirely sure about that though. I don't, I, that's something I didn't mention to Ryan. So I'm not going to promise anything. Maybe he doesn't want to, he already mentioned the Braves winning earlier.
0: I have thought about that. And the thought mm-hmm. I have, and I'll give this, this is our, uh, my unofficial thought. I haven't talked to you this about this. Nothing's official. I think we're going to probably try to go back if and when the lockout ends. And at least do one mega episode, if nothing else, where we just sit down and do it. Maybe break it into two mm-hmm. or three parts. But I just don't feel like it's... I don't think it's right time to do it before the lockout ends. Because there's so many players we're not going to know who goes where. There's so many like details that we just don't have that I feel like waiting till the end of the lockout. Cody Bellinger signed with the Dodgers again, and did, no one ever announced it. It happened pre-lockout, and no one talked about it. It was one year, like 17 million, and just, just kind of got swept under the rug. Like I feel like there's just so much we're gonna miss if we jump too early. So that's not. This isn't a mm-hmm. promise. I I have a promise to make once Wyatt's done his whole bit that I'll get to but that's kind of where I think I'm at. I don't know about you.
1: And then for those of us here who love hockey, we discussed about bringing back the hockey podcast. There's a lot going on with COVID and stuff. And Ryan and I really being college students never had a great place to just talk hockey. It's been mostly football. This is like our third or fourth, maybe even fifth football episode. And we've been meaning to get on hockey. It's just not rolled the way we want it to. We're going to start that during the all-star break. I'm pretty sure. Um, maybe even from the all-star game, not literally from there, but like during the game, Um, something like that. We're going to figure it out, but expect that coming up pretty soon. And by then we'll have an idea of who each team is. So hopefully our breakdown of it will be a little bit more detailed than just some guys thinking, well, I think the flames are going to win the Stanley cup. Like, it doesn't really matter if we predict it then, but now we have a little bit of, you know, support to our cases, which adds to the weight of it all. It'll be fun. We, we thank you all so much for listening and being with us for that. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything else you want to add before our next I, break?
0: I have two things. I have two things that are important. I, I'm wings, uh, I have a promise we can do that before or after the break. It doesn't matter. I will say, and I haven't told you this yet, Wyatt, my school's online until the 21st. And I recently bought an $8 mic from Winners that I haven't tested yet. And I would like to test that at some point. So that might be good. It might just be the worst. I don't know. So I do have a little more time in my hands than usual. So we might, depending on what you're doing, be able to get things earlier. But uh, we're having some fun with a mistress named Omnicron, who is, by the way, absolutely a Decepticon from Transformers. <laughs> like, you can't tell me you don't hear that name and think of the Michael Bay movies like you just, you do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was the second thing? The second thing is, is the promise that I talked about. I alluded to it a little bit before. I don't make a whole lot of promises because I'm of the belief that promises are a very sacred thing. You give someone a promise, and you give it in like real faith, because you know, sometimes you go, yeah, whatever, like a promise, whatever. Like if you're given like a genuine promise in real faith, that holds meaning, and you need to be willing to stand up and meet that. Your promises and your word are the most important thing about you, because if you don't have your word and your honor, you have nothing, which is a really heavy entrance into this. I realize, but the point is I am making a promise here on the podcast right now that I'm going to put more time into this. Obviously we're applicable. If we're both busy, we're both busy, but I know there have been times where I've had opportunities And I would have had to just do a couple things to make it work. And I haven't taken them. That stops. The buck stops here. And not just because of the promise of monetization. But because I love doing this. So you have my word. And my word is my soul. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. I was done anyway. I was finishing off dramatically, mostly.
1: Um. I agree. I'm going to I'm going to double up on that promise because it takes two to tango in this podcast. We're literally the two dudes. Um, there's so many things that we could be doing. Uh, social media is a great outlet for people to be able to express themselves and to find, you know, their calling. And Ryan and I are trying to do just that. Look for us to be more active on the social media. Follow the two dudes on in, Instagram. Uh, we may do something with TikTok. I don't know that I'm just throwing that random
0: idea out there on the fly. Um, I want to start making YouTube videos, and I've wanted to for years. Um, I remember, and this is very off-topic and a very random story, but I'm gonna try to keep this as brief as I can. I first kind of got into the world of like podcasting because I watch a guy called Steve Dangle. I'm sure you've heard of him. If mm-hmm. you let's real, if you're here, you've probably heard his name before, unless you are just here for mere Wyatt. That's just case. Thank you anyway. I'm still very grateful you're here. But yeah. Um, Steve Dangle is the hockey YouTuber. who does stuff for the Maple Leafs. And I, I saw this content. and I went, that's cool. Like, that's so cool. That's crazy. It's awesome. And then one day I sat there and I was like, I was in class and it was like career development class. And I'm like, what if I just did that? Like what's stopping me? And I realized nothing. And ever since then, I've been trying to get to a spot where I'm able to do it and I'm able to like actually act on it. And I feel like now I'm very close. And I want to get started and I have so many ideas from stuff like trade trees to so many other concepts that I just, I want to make. And like my point with all of that is things are coming. Things are so coming and they're going to be coming so fast once we figure out how we want to do them. So you just got to stay patient till then.
1: Absolutely. Especially in the summer with different ideas that we can really work on and maneuver and develop. So we're ready for next fall. Um, that goes on my end as well Uh, but even though i'm really looking forward to a lot of ryan's ideas particularly his solo ideas because we are the two dudes but he's obviously going to have embarkments and adventures of his own as well as i have my own Uh, for those who don't know and this is not me pushing my beliefs on anyone in any way but i'm a bible major at the school i go to and so i have no a faith based podcast. And I uh, work with stuff in that area as well. Um, that being said, Ryan and I both have our separate interests as well. And um, I really look forward to seeing what you do, man. It's it's going to be something to see. And I look forward to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, you may, you may not say it's a promo, but what, what's, what's the podcast called? I don't, I don't want to have to do that.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to have to push that on our sports well, listeners
0: throw the name out there people want to listen they do if they don't they don't people people know what they want all
1: right well it's in all fairness the podcast of a christian college student and basically the rundown of it is the first season which is what we have right now and actually i'm going to record i think the last few episodes tomorrow um is just these short stories these um almost parable like things of course you know for those who are interested in things like faith, and especially from the Christian perspective, it will make more sense to them, but also may just be a little bit too plain. It's these six minute to 16 minute stories per episode, and they all parallel something in the world of faith. Um, That being said, season two is going to look different where I actually bring people in and have discussions with them over topics. That's not to push my opinion on anyone else, but it's really just to share a common idea. And if people agree with that good, if they don't, you know, I'm not going to stop them. That being said, I appreciate the promo push from Ryan. I did way more than he anticipated. I would, but Hey, he gave me the, he gave me the nail. I was going to hit, hit, hit it on the head with a hammer. So
0: can I just say that is objectively the best name you could have come up with for that podcast
1: in all fairness,
0: like that is objectively the funniest name you could have come up with. <laughs>
1: yeah it's a play on my last name fairman um
0: i guess people yeah no we said the name in the intro i was like oh they might not know but they probably would
1: yeah yeah for i think for the most part they would unless they're brand new to our podcasting in which case welcome uh ryan here's something for you that you may not have known uh we averaged over 80 listeners pre-covid for hockey yes uh we averaged by the end of of season one around 50 to 60 listeners for football, which is a much younger podcast. Bear that in mind.
0: Yeah. I think we had, I think we had hockey a whole year before we started football. Exactly.
1: And of course those dipped because our production dipped. We want to get that back up. We want people to be able to enjoy our content and to uh, work with us. And we're so excited for this opportunity I'm speaking on behalf of Ryan a little bit, but I know he's just as excited as I am. And we have so many good ideas. I think Ryan and I have a really good friendship outside of that as well, despite never having met each other because, you know, he's Canadian and I'm not. But uh, I like this situation that we're in right now and where the, the podcast is heading. So if we're going to close out 2021, which, by the way, is one other surprise I'll have for you later, I just want to say thank you.
0: I want to say thank you. Um, go ahead because I mean I, we've talked about it a little bit I'm very open about what I'm doing with my life I'm very open that I'm going into radio as my major more than likely this is like journalism still got the door open but it's probably going to be radio so when I like right now I've become a fairly proficient audio editor at the start man like when we started this podcast God would have been like yeah like two years ago probably I didn't know what I was doing I'm the guy, I was the guy that came in and I talked, you know, that was, that was what I did and you know, why it would come in and he'd make the plans. He would at times plan bits for the episodes. Not, not always. Sometimes we just totally winged it he would, <laughs> and, but then he'd just spend like five or six hours editing and just perfecting the audio, despite how terrible I have learned my phone sounds, which is why I'm hoping I get a good mic set up shortly. he would spend like five or six hours just setting that stuff up, making it work, doing the real work of this podcast. I feel like I do a lot of like the, like the talking and the commanding. Like I sort of, I am the, how do I put this? I am the less crazy Don Cherry to your Ron McLean. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm more of the Don Cherry type. And I feel like, I know me as a consumer, I look at that and go, oh, well, that person's doing more of the work because they're the, they're, the they're the louder guy. They're talking louder. Not true. Not true here. It is, I mean, even now you still do all the editing and stuff. I mean, you, you carry this podcast, man. Like, I don't know if I've said that on, on air before, but if not, I'm saying it now. You carry this thing. So thank you, good sir.
1: Well, Ryan, honestly, bro, you give me a chance to live out my dream every time you record a podcast episode, it doesn't matter if we have zero listeners a week or a hundred listeners. This is something I just love doing. I love talking about sports and for those people who are able to put up with, you know, terrible iPhone quality as far as sound goes. And sometimes my stupidity and other issues we could bring up. (laughs) I think people actually enjoy listening to it. Those that actually do. And, um, you know, Ryan and I are certainly grateful for that, but I I certainly appreciate Ryan a lot. And he, he is a valued friend to me. And people may you know, oh do, the two dudes have never met. Do we talk on a daily basis? Not as much as we used to, but we certainly know he's someone I'd pick up the phone and call if I needed something. And I hope he knows it's the same on my end. I, I really appreciate you and you're a very quality person.
0: Let me just say After all the stuff we just did. We have literally no excuse to drop the ball anymore. (laughs) We have no excuse. I mean, we didn't have an excuse before, I guess, to be fair. But, like, we have so much less of an excuse to drop the ball. Because, I mean, it's just like life gets in the way, man. And and for the younger people, you go, oh, well, that doesn't happen. It does. It, It really does happen. And I've already had to make a lot of sacrifices on things that I love to do. Like I'm a big theater guy. I don't know that I've told you that or not, but
1: yeah, yeah. You've let me in on your theater life. I'm really appreciative
0: of you telling me that because it's really cool. I'm such a big theater nerd. Like, so, and man, I do a theater podcast if I had the right person. No lie. I would, I'd love to do that someday. But beyond that, I've had to step away from it because I can't manage it with school because it is like my school load is so severe. And it's funny because the the theater I was going to work with, well, it's a community theater for full transparency, but the lighting director there taught my program, the one that I'm in currently. So I was able to literally just go to him and go like, hey, you think I can do this? And he went, no. Like there's no world in which you can pull those two things off together. So I've I've made a lot of sacrifices of, you know, the stuff that makes me me. And I really draw a long story short no need to do that here no need to not do something when we you know when we both want to do it and this is also a message for you sitting at home who's wanted to do something whether it's a podcast write a book draw a painting I would love to draw a painting listen I don't do art okay (laughs) I don't Uh, don't either I just like paint oh that's you're making fun of me because I said draw a painting instead of paint a painting oh well yeah yeah that's what i was doing yeah yeah i could say (laughs) like whatever it is if you're sitting there going man i wish i could do this thing ask yourself is there something that is genuinely stopping you that you cannot get around and if the answer is no do the thing do it see what happens
1: welcome back uh right what i would classify as a bro moment um We left it all out there, talked about our thoughts and feelings and dreams, and tried to encourage our listeners. But Ryan, um, we're not a feelings podcast, are we?
0: I'm not going to lie, bro. That's the most emotion I've shown since one Saturday before the pandemic. Hit Nova Scotia, I should specify, because I guess the date would be relative to you guys. I haven't shown this much emotion since the Saturday before COVID-19 hit Nova Scotia, and I'm not going into why. I'm gonna leave that a mystery, but that was a long time ago.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a lot. I I think the last time I showed this emotion was after the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl, and I was really upset. Um, we're talking about on podcast, by the way, not in our personal lives. All that to say,
0: oh, that I've never. Uh, There's been a lot of Steelers losses, so I guess I shouldn't say never. (laughs) <laughs> never this, say never. <laughs> there's been a lot of Steelers losses.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of, we are a sports podcasting duo, and this is our football podcast. And so I want to introduce you to a new a new segment, Ryan. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Have you
0: figured out what the name was? fairman's Breakdown. Okay, so that's what we're going with. All right. No, that's please... what we're going with. I'll give me Do the breakdown. Don't, don't forget the name, though. Like This is it. Fairman's Breakdown. We're sticking with
1: it. Fairman's Breakdown. So what this is, is I took the luxury and the privilege and the honor of playing out the rest of the 2021-2022 NFL season for our lovely listeners at home.
0: Like on Madden? No. No.
1: Like, within my head, going game by game, and then when the playoffs start, potential game by game, and breaking yeah. down what I thought would happen.
0: Do you remember when we said at the start of this podcast. That it was going to be a short podcast. Remember when we, yeah. lied? Remember when we lied to everyone. Well we here's
1: said- the thing. L- last week was. Not last week. Last podcast was an hour and a half. And this this segment. Came like as an idea in my head. Because I-, I had just done this for my own time. But now I'm turning it into a segment. Um, that came into my head. After I said that, so sorry.
0: Hopefully, they're not complaining. So, uh,
1: hopefully, they're not. But basically, um, AFC and NFC, I have it whittled down to the Super Bowl, Ryan. Okay. All that to say, this likely won't happen. The odds of this happening is very, very slim. What this does is it gives you an idea of what could happen. And that's really what I'm banking on. I'm not looking at making crazy predictions, even though that's what you're going to see throughout all this. I'm looking at giving our fans an idea of how some rando sports fan may feel about these teams. And maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. But name a conference,
0: Ryan, and that's the conference I'll start with. Before we begin. Am I correct in understanding your goal is not to be right but just to stir conversation?
1: Basically, even though this is my honest prediction if I had to pick, I'm not like trying to prove myself right in any way. It's just basically to say, "Hey, this is what I think. Maybe you disagree, maybe you agree." Okay. Let's
0: let's start NFC because I feel like there's a lot of question marks there.
1: NFC, all right. Well, I don't we gave the game by game breakdown today, basically. I didn't write down game by game. I can do that. Uh, it's just a lot of work, especially since I've already done the math in my head. Um, so we're going to start off, let's say the season ends after everyone's played their 17 games. 18 weeks, 17 games now. Dream Bay holds strong to 14 and three and take the number one seed.
0: All right? I, I hate the sound of 14 and three. It's so weird. It is.
1: What may sound weirder is Tampa Bay at 13 and four.
0: That, that actually just sounds a lot weirder. You're not wrong.
1: But here's what sounds even more weird than that. The three seed Dallas Cowboys. 13 and four. Doesn't sound weird to me. That sounds very weird to anyone who's a fan of the sport of American football. Um, The fourth seed. This is going to be the NFC West. I have the Rams. All right, I can can go with that. But here's the thing. I have the Rams. They're a four-loss team right now, and the Cardinals just had their fifth loss, which means unless the Rams lose this weekend, they're the top of the NFC West. I have the Rams as a five-loss team by the end of the season.
0: I can also see that pretty
1: well. So here's where it gets interesting, right? Because you have this crazy wildcard race where everyone in the NFC wildcard picture, there's like seven teams that are two games apart in the NFC. And in the AFC, it's even crazier. There's nine teams that are literally two games apart. Okay. Which is absolutely bonkers. We've not seen something like this in so long. It's the first year since 2017 where it took until week 15 for someone to clinch a division which is kind of wild i think technically it was like with four games left but that being said no one's necessarily run away with the division even in the afc south both the colts and titans are very much in competition but here we have the wild card teams right all right let's hear who do you got The five seed, who would play the Rams, by the way. And when I say they'll play the Rams, I'm saying that the Rams would host the game. Just keep that in mind, because the higher seed hosts. I have the Cardinals.
0: Okay. Can you guess... Do what? That could be an interesting game.
1: Uh, Can you guess what I think their record is going to be? The Cardinals'
0: record... Um. So, I feel like you're probably. I'm, I feel like we're going to call them as a ten-win team. Well, they already are. So. I. They're at ten, are they not? Yeah,
1: they're ten and five.
0: Yeah, I think you're calling them as a ten-win team.
1: I think they're ten and seven.
0: How did I
1: know? That's. Actually, really good. Maybe you just know me too well. But they play the Cowboys and the Seahawks in Week 17 and 18. I think they lose both of them.
0: Certainly aren't easy games by any means.
1: Well, that makes them the 5 seed because everyone else in the NFC wildcard race is atrocious. Um, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. The sixth seed, I have the Philadelphia Eagles at nine and eight.
0: Yeah, you know how disgusted I am with you and the fact that I don't entirely disagree.
1: I know, very disgusted. And uh, I'm not a huge fan of it either, but I think that could very much happen. Um, And then finally, another nine and eight team, the 49ers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't really know any team that could legitimately, that I'd bind to them knocking out. Or, like, knocking them out, I should say.
1: Well, here's what's crazy about this. I predicted them losing to the Titans, right? Correct. Right now, they're eight and seven. I have them being nine and eight. In week 18, I have the Rams beating the 49ers.
0: I'm just confused on your math
1: now. Because. They play the Texans, then the Rams. They're eight and seven now, so they win one, that's nine and seven. And they lose one, that's nine
0: and eight. Oh, gee, I forgot about the Texans game, to be honest. Which is, I was like, wait. <laughs> that's too yeah. long. Like, where's the math? God, I feel like I'm in like math 10 again. That's not a good thing.
1: So, if all that comes into fruition, the Green Bay Packers would get the first round bye. For wildcard weekend, the 49ers would play the Buccaneers. I would have the Bucks
0: yeah no, I think you have to. um
1: the Eagles would play at Dallas, and I would have the Cowboys
0: again, probably the logical pick,
1: and the Cardinals would play at the Rams, and I would pick the Rams.
0: yeah, well no, I agree with you on that one too.
1: So if all that happens, this is kind of crazy, and this is where the math seems a little bit weird, but by the the divisional round <laughs> divisional round, the second round of the playoffs. It would literally be teams one, two, three, and four playing against each other.
0: Which, I mean, makes sense. I mean, like, there's probably going to be an upset because that's the way the NFL works. And there's always one team that walks through a round that they shouldn't. But like, five, six, and seven aren't great.
1: Well, I have that upset for you in the other conference. Okay. Um, even though I will say, we actually texted about the 49ers versus Vikings a few weeks ago. And you said, nah, the the Vikings have a better chance of being a playoff team than the 49ers. How about
0: now, Ryan? How about now? They should be, man. The fact that that Vikings team is as bad as they are is a disgrace.
1: That's the thing. They're not bad. They've They've lost like eight games by less than seven points. Fire Mike Zimmer. Like, I'm done with him. He doesn't know how to win the big games or the games, just nope. generally.
0: I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that at all. I think the league has passed him by. It happens to everyone, man. Everyone gets passed by eventually. There's no shame in that to me. Mm-hmm. It just means the team needs to go, this isn't working, and they need to make the change. Like, no, no shame, man. Like, really. It happens. Fix it.
1: Well, well, all that to say, back on track in the NFC, we would have the four ranked Sam, uh, Sam's the four, the four ranked Rams at Green Bay. Who would you pick, Ryan?
0: Why do I feel like you're taking the Rams?
1: Who would you pick? Not oh, who would I
0: pick? Oh, I'm taking the Packers all day. Yeah, I'm picking the Rams. Yeah, no, I was see. You're so brazenly unpredictable that it almost makes you predictable.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I have the Rams purely from a talent standpoint because... Really? Well, think about it. What happens if Devontae Adams
0: gets hurt or gets COVID? I mean, they've still got decent weapons. They're definitely not top-tier weapons, but they're not bad weapons. Uh. Vontez Scalding or Scalding Vontes, I think Vontez Scalding Lazard are both decent receivers, they've got two good running backs if they can play, which I don't know when Jones is supposed to be back, I don't know if he'd be back in time, because I think he had surgery, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I think so. So, I mean, I, I really like A.J. Dillon like, there's some weapons there, but I mean, it definitely doesn't compare to what the Rams have, by any means.
1: Um, Yeah, that's Really, it's just a talent perspective. I, I like Matthew Stafford at quarterback. And finally getting his chance in the playoffs, like really a chance in the playoffs, I would pick the Rams over the Packers. I know the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, I think Aaron Rodgers needs to get punched in the face one more time before he can learn to tolerate the pain. Because he came back, set everything up, but is still acting like Aaron Rodgers. If Like he's not quite cocky. Not quite humble. I don't know where to put them. Um, that being said, I saw a lot of the Packers trying to lose today to the Browns, and I just don't like that mentality compared to a Rams team that struggled but never gave up the fight this season. So I would have the Rams. And then Cowboys at Bucks, who would
0: you pick, Ryan? Wow, that that's a tough question. Because, like, objectively, like, stepping away from my facade as a Dallas fan, let me let me give you the honest, well, the honest Dallas fan standing of where this team is, okay? Okay. Their defense is, for some reason, very, very, very good. I don't know why. I don't know how Dan Quinn is a wizard. But Dak Prescott has not been Dak Prescott. He's looked shaky. I like, I don't know why. But watching him some games, there's just something that's not sitting right. I wonder if he's nervous because of the injury. I'm concerned about the Dallas Cowboys offense. However, if I'm lining these two things up, I think I trust the Cowboys defense to stop a very banged up Bucks team. So it depends on where their health's going to be. If the Bucs team is the exact roster they have today, so no one else gets healthy, which I don't think will happen. I think they'll probably have someone return to the fold before playoffs, but I think I take Dallas.
1: Yeah, Ryan, I absolutely agree with you there. I 100% take Dallas, and I'm not as worried about their offense when they have motivation, when they have a reason to fight like this. Right now, according to my predictions, they be the number three seed. They're not fighting for standing anymore. They're fighting to stay alive. There's a difference in that, and if you remember something Dak Prescott said to Tom Brady, the very first game of this year's NFL season, Tom Brady came back and beat Dallas. It wasn't a very nice-looking game, but it happened nonetheless, and he said, hey, we'll see you again. Um, Dallas and Tampa Bay are not in the same division, y'all. They're not going to see them again according to their schedule the very first game of the NFL season, he predicted their playoff matchup.
0: I mean, it would certainly be one heck of a story.
1: It really would. And I would give that version of the story to Dak Prescott, not because I doubt Brady anyway. In fact, I think it'd be an offensive duel, but I trust that Dallas defense. Dan Quinn, when he's a head coach, is a lot like Bruce Banner, all right? Work with me. He's a lot like Bruce Banner.
0: In what way?
1: Um, You know how Bruce Banner has that little thing where when he gets angry, he goes green and gets really big?
0: I'm going to resist the urge to technically correct you on technicalities. So yes, I do.
1: Well, he's Bruce Banner when he's a head coach. When he's a coordinator, (laughs) he's the Hulk. I don't want to mess with this guy as a coordinator. He literally looks like a Dan Campbell remake as a coordinator. And I think you know what I'm talking about, too. Like, wearing the hat backwards, he looks like he's been at the gym.
0: And he fires those that team up. He fires that defense up when he's there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but I have Dallas beating Tampa Bay. Um, all that to say, that sets up the NFC Championship between the Rams and the Cowboys.
0: Now, who do I... That is a tough question. I don't know. Oh, man, who do I take from the Rams and the Cowboys? Um, okay, let me, let me do it the same way. When you start comparing position by position, you're confident in Dak Prescott, so you're not too worried about that. I'm still a little nervous, so I give Stafford the edge, although Stafford hasn't really done anything like this before. So there is that. Running back core goes Dallas. Receiving core goes Dallas, but that's pretty tight. Tight end core, I'd say, is pretty close. O-line probably goes Dallas by a little bit.
1: I give the receiver core to the Rams, and it's not even close.
0: I like um, if Woods – is it Woods that's out?
1: Yeah, but Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., compared to Michael Gallup, Amari and Ceedee a- Lamb. Amari Cooper doesn't play for. No, he still plays. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, still
0: plays for. Cal. Yeah. Mean?
1: Yeah. Sorry, I mean, I flipped the Raiders trade in my head because I forgot about just how bad of a person in GM that John Gruden was. But that's right. a different story. Um. All that to say, do you want my score prediction to the NFC Championship game?
0: Can I? Can I have another quick second? I'm still. I'm still mapping out my head a little bit here. I'm almost done. I gotta go Dallas. The one thing I think might lose Dallas this game is Mike McCarthy. That's the one thing I think could cost Dallas. But other than that, I like roster-wise, I think i take them. Who do you got, Wyatt?
1: I got the Rams.
0: Fair. I, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. I really don't.
1: Um, I I got the Rams because of coaching, really, because I trust Sean McVay more than I do Mike McCarthy.
0: And I also do think their roster is better. I think their defense is better on paper, for sure. Um, I don't think there's really much of a question on that. But I haven't seen any Rams games in a few weeks. Has it been clicking? Because I know they were kind of struggling since they got Vaughn. Like, did they sort that out? Can you repeat the question? I haven't I haven't seen any Rams games in a few weeks. I just haven't been able to catch any. I know that when they first got Von Miller, they were really struggling. Did they ever sort that out?
1: Uh, Maybe not to the liking that Rams fans would want, but he's playing better.
0: Yeah, but I think it was the whole team as a whole I was here and wasn't doing well. Like the well, whole they're whole, doing pretty good. They're doing pretty good now. Yeah, I mean I think on paper that they've got the better defense. I just don't know if it's been executed on the field as a better defense. I well, On paper, they definitely have a better defense. The past four weeks, since week 12,
1: they barely lost to Green Bay. They blew out the Jaguars. They beat the Cardinals, and they beat the Seahawks. Now they played the Vikings, Ravens, 49ers. Not necessarily an easy schedule, but if they win those games, as I think they will, except for, well, one of them that I'll mention later, Hmm. Not this week, but probably looking back on it when we do our first playoff episode. Okay. Um we're just gonna to have to see. It, it's a bunch of craziness. I know. Um <laughs> all that to say, I have the Rams beating the Cowboys thirty four to thirty two in this year's NFC
0: championship game. Okay. Again, I I could see going either way. Like you could tell me that Dallas could win that score, and I go, yeah, sure. Like that's just a tight game. I think it's a little too fairy tale for the Rams to run all the way back to the Super Bowl. I I don't know if I buy that, but I mean they've got the talent to do it.
1: Yeah, well, I don't think they're going to have much success there. That says anything. Um, Spoilers, I know. From the AFC side, and this one I can actually do a lot faster if you'd like, because we've been talking about the NFC for what twenty minutes. <laughs> um, I think Kansas City is going to win out, uh, thirteen and four, uh, two seed. The New England Patriots at eleven and six, three seed. The Titans at eleven and six. So, yeah, I have the Titans losing one more and still not giving the Colts the division. Uh, the Bengals at ten and seven. Winning the AFC North. Ten. A 10 win Bengal team.
0: And it's somehow still losing seven games because I hate this league. Uh, number five,
1: I have the Colts at 11 and six. Number six, I have the Chargers at 11 and six. And number seven, this is the biggest mishap, not mishap, but like the strangest prediction I'm making. Okay. And for this to happen, this team will need a lot of help from their friends. Number seven, the Miami Dolphins.
0: Ah, man, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that.
1: They would be 10 and seven.
0: They'd really good.
1: Well, here's what they would need to do they would have to first and foremost win out. Miami does not have an easy schedule. I would argue they have the hardest schedule remaining by paper in the league. They play Monday night football against the Saints. That's
0: not bad, though.
1: It's not horrible. I mean, we predicted them to win, and you said it wasn't even close. I agree with you. I think it would be a close game, but I don't think it'll be close. Then they go... To Nissan Stadium and play the Titans.
0: Not ideal, but.
1: And then they, I think they go to Foxborough and play the Patriots.
0: Ooh, that, yeah, that's uh, that's not a fun schedule.
1: I like the the Miami Dolphins and they're coaching a lot better than the Titans right now, especially help Derek Henry. So I made that pick. And then for whatever reason, for whatever supernatural reason, the Dolphins beat New England on the last week of the season. It's happened like the past three years in a row.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, it's like they wouldn't beat the Patriots. And you think back and go, oh, but they did then. And they did mm-hmm. then. And they did then. Yeah, okay. I'll buy that. And so it
1: works out naturally to where they're 10 and 7. What else has to happen, you say? Because there are a lot of 7 lost teams well, let's do some thinking. That number three spot, that number three wild card is currently held by the Buffalo Bills. A three and one division record, who are in the same division as the Dolphins, by the way. So they would need to lose more than one game to forfeit that to the Dolphins are eight and six. So they would need to be eight and eight for the Dolphins to actually be ahead of them because they own the tiebreaker. Are you following me? Nine? You mean nine
0: and eight, or nine and eight? Yeah, sorry. I was just like, wait, I've missed something again. My math's wrong.
1: The but Bills, now. the Bills, will need to lose two games remaining this season.
0: Yeah. The
1: Ravens have a one and three divisional record. The Dolphins have a have a three and two divisional record. You could make the argument almost that the Bills could only have to lose one more. But I'm pretty sure they beat the Dolphins earlier this season. Let me check. Yeah, they beat the Dolphins. So they have the tiebreaker. Um, actually, they uh, they beat them twice. And it's not been close either time. So, right. yeah, base, the Bills have to lose two more, basically.
0: But you're saying the Dolphins would have a 3-2 divisional record. Wouldn't they have a 4-2 divisional record because they beat the Patriots?
1: Yeah, but the Bills could win one more as well and be 4-2 and, and have the tiebreaker.
0: That's okay. That's fair.
1: All that to say, the Bills need to lose two more games in some sense so that they're nine and eight at least. The Ravens need to lose a game because they'll have a worse divisional record than the Dolphins. Seems simple enough. The Steelers Are seven, six, and one. They need to lose two more games so they can be eight, eight, and one. The Raiders need to lose one more game. And you wouldn't know what to look at it because right now at the standings, the Broncos are below the Dolphins. Denver may need to even lose two games, depending on how they play against the Chiefs. If they win that game within the in within the division, it becomes a much different story because they only have two divisional losses. Then it would go to strength of schedule and that's a whole other thing. So you're looking at a bunch of miraculous things that need to happen. Because Bills need to lose two, Ravens need to lose two, Steelers need to lose two, Raiders need to lose at least one, and the Broncos, for good measure, need to lose one, maybe even two for the Dolphins. And the Dolphins had to win out, given one of the hardest schedules in the league. Like, it's a lot that has to happen for this to happen. Yeah. Now that we're through that biggest hurdle, I still have them losing in the wild card weekend to the Patriots. Oh my God. Which that would literally be back to back, week to week. The Patriots, I don't think they can lose to the Dolphins twice like that. So I have. Patriots winning. uh, Chargers would play in Nissan Stadium against the Titans. I would have the Chargers winning that one.
0: What do you think? I mean, both those teams are hard to gauge because, like, you know, if you're talking about Tennessee, well, there's a pretty big question about that Derrick Henry guy. Is he going to be there? Because that changes everything. But... That Chargers seem like, they're legit.
1: I must confess, because the Titans are my number two team, I made this with the thought that Derrick Henry would return by wildcard weekend.
0: Which, I mean, isn't unfounded. There were talks a while ago that that might be the case. So I don't think that's uh, an unfair, unfair assumption.
1: That being said, I would have the Chargers winning, and then Colts in Cincinnati, I would have the Colts.
0: Yeah, they can stop Jonathan Taylor. That's literally it.
1: So unlike the NFC, which was one, two, three, and four, the AFC is one, two, six, and five. Those are the seeds that be playing against each other. Exactly as we expected. So you have the Colts at the Patriots, and I actually have the Colts again, because I just think they're a way more dominant team. Um, I disagree with think... one, but okay. Well, we already saw it last week. The Colts ran straight through them. And then I would also pick the Chargers losing to Kansas City in a close
0: one. Again, i that's a game you can go either way, and I'd agree with you.
1: Yeah, it's literally a coin flip every time. I just think Andy Reid's better at winning those coin flip games. That's, that's the only reason. And also, it's at Arrowhead, which is a lot louder than L.A., um, that much is true. So that brings us to a very inconvincing Colts and Chiefs AFC Championship game. I'm Chiefs all day. Yeah, I would too. Um, their defense has been their defense matches up really well against the Colts, and their offense will finally be putting it together. I have Kansas City forty-one, Indianapolis twenty-four.
0: I was thinking 25. Okay, well fine. I, I was like, like you know, I'm like, he's like you're like 41 and I'm like, yeah, like 25. Well,
1: that brings us to the Super Bowl. Chiefs and Rams. Remember a few years ago that Monday Night Football game?
0: Uh, I do remember that Monday Night Football game.
1: It's been hallowed. It's like maybe one of the best football games ever. Um, I think 105 total points of offense. Uh, No, just total points in the game between the Chiefs and the Rams. Just crazy stuff back and forth. The Rams went to the Super Bowl and lost that year. Crazy good game. The Chiefs ended up losing that one, by the way. Not this time.
0: I I, I think I agree. I'm just not sold on the Rams pulling it all off for some reason. I just can't get myself to buy in.
1: Well, I'm saying I think the Chiefs will win.
0: I, I mean, I, again, I made my call I don't think they get this far, but I think Chiefs would win that game. Yeah, and I have it being a lower-scoring
1: affair than people think. 40 total points, I would have the Chiefs at 27 and the Rams at 13.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: And that's it. That's, that's Fairman's breakdown. I, I wanted to give it to the fans so they have an idea of what could potentially happen. Uh, the whole AFC mess with the Dolphins is a lot, but it's not impossible. I think they have a 5% chance of making the playoffs right now. It's kind of weird. Um, that's that, Ryan.
0: So remember, this is not about being right. We need to state that for the press. We need to state that for the record. It's not about being right. Which is but, if, exa- what people but if I say. were right? Also, I just want to say that is exactly what people say before they're horrifically wrong. It's not about being right, guys. But I just think uh, the Penguins should have given Jack Johnson an extra year. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying I'm trying to be right. But second I
1: have... hockey reference. Jack Johnson is the icon of our two dudes podcasting. For those who listen to the hockey stuff, um, yeah.
0: Imagine, imagine if they gave Nathan Peterman a five year deal and couldn't cut him without paying like more than they have to pay now because the NFL contract system sucks. And then making Nathan Peterman their starting quarterback because they're like, ah, he's great. It's fine. You guys just didn't embrace him. Ryan, I'm putting you on the spot because we need to wrap up.
1: Who's your shout-out?
0: My shout-out? Well, it's Christmas. It's it's actually Boxing Day now. It's been Boxing Day for several hours because we've been here a long time. So you got to throw it back to the friends and family. It's... A little cheesy and I won't go like super in depth on it because I mean we've all heard the speeches before, the rah rah. But I mean to me, people are everything. They're they're just it's the most important thing on the planet to me. And I'm blessed to have good people, so goes to them. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna
1: restate his shout out because I just feel like you know, he said it. I'd certainly agree. i um, I Personally, I'm going to shout out to 2022. And uh, thanks to 2021 for being a good year, but I look forward to the future and what's coming next year. So um, 2022, here's to you.
0: Was 2021 a good year, though? That feels like a strong statement to give it.
1: I got a girlfriend this year. Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, that's that's why I'm still solid. I didn't get a girlfriend. But to be fair, that's like every year, so I can't even really be mad at this point.
1: (laughs) Well, it's been a great episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Once more, I'm Wyatt Fairman alongside... Ryan Pulsiver. This has been Two Dudes. Out.